like to welcome everybody to another edition of the Major Music Lounge, joined by my guest Ezekiel the Prophet, joining us from Chicago, Illinois, producer and sound designer. We're going to talk more about some of the projects that he's been coming up with uh, recently and uh, just kind of talk about production. How you doing, my brother? What's been good with you? Man, I've been doing good, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, uh, you know, <laughs> working and, you know, trying to get by and shit. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I've been hearing some of your work. I actually been chopping it up because we kind of linked up through Rook One. Shout out to Rook One. Uh, but he had sent me, uh, I think you have a, a new project that's coming out as well very soon. And uh, I took a listen to that. And even today, I went through on your Apple Music and your YouTube and listened to a lot of your material because uh, typically when I have a guest, I just kind of like to, you know, look up some of their work and get familiar yeah. with them before I have them on the show. So um, it kind of brought me back to like that 90s hip hop, old school hip hop vibes. Um, you know, tell me a little bit how long you've been producing and maybe who were some of your your inspiration as far as people that inspired you to become a producer? Uh, I mean, uh, what's it called? Like, like the stuff that you heard, like I, I, I rapped on it, you know what I'm saying? And I, uh, what's it called? My boy, Tom Florida Chemist produced most of it. You know, I executively produced my albums, meaning like I arranged the tracks and stuff like that. And, uh, what's it called? And, you know, my inspirations, man, is really just listening to the classics, you know, yeah. like uh, my top two favorite albums you can see right here is Enter the 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang. And uh, the Cold Vein by Cannibal Ox, man, like those are to me timeless hip hop classics, you know. And they really they inspired, you know, like every, pretty much everything I do, you know. And um, obviously, like I listen to other classics, like you know, the Purple Tape, uh, Liquid oh, yeah. Swords, you know. what I'm saying uh, Fly God album, you know, by Westside Gun, and you know, or, or like Company Flow, you know. what I'm saying like yeah. like, like a lot of a lot of throwback joints and, and a lot of present stuff too. Cause you know, there's, there's constantly classic material coming out, man. And, you know, I just try to stay in tune with all that, but yeah, like all that, all that stuff inspires me to, you know, to do what I do and, you know, kind of like, you know, arrange my, my projects in that, in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you mentioned a lot of Wu-Tang, uh, that kind of took me back personally. Uh, I just got to ask, have you gotten a chance to watch the Wu-Tang TV show on Hulu? Nah, man. Actually, I haven't. <laughs> All right. I yeah. heard it's really good. But I, yeah. I don't know, man. I just got to mentally prepare for that because it's like a lot of shows I'm trying to catch up on recently. But, like, definitely the Wu-Tang show is, is, is next on my list, man. I got I to gotta watch that. Yeah, man. Uh, it. Like just watching that show itself and, you know, like hearing some of the things you said, it kind of like it was almost kind of like bringing you back to that era of hip hop when they first started early 90s. And um, they're on season. They're going into season four. They just got through with season three and it just kind of reflecting on certain stages of their career. Like they, they um, RZA basically said that they were going to keep going as far as, you know, as they wanted to take the story, even into their solo careers, like kind of um, when they branched off more so in the late nineties. Yeah. So uh, we'll see, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. I'm an artist as well. And one of the questions I also like to ask the guests is 
like how do you balance between being a producer and an artist? Cause I know like sometimes for myself, even throwing in a podcast, it's kind of like juggling a lot of different things at one time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I still find time to do it all, but at the same time, I'm careful not really to burn myself out. And also I'm, I'm one person that I like quality over quantity. So, you know, kind of all of that is a factor as far as when I'm creating. So how do you balance being an artist and a producer? Man, um, you know, it's, it's a good question. I feel like, uh, man, I feel like it kind of comes like second nature almost, you know? I mean, yes, it can be exhausting. And yes, like if you think about it so much, you know what I'm saying? It could definitely be, uh, you know, very mentally draining. But like, I feel... It's like once you're in the zone, like if you're an artist and, you know, uh, you want to paint like a big old canvas, some, you know, obviously you got to pay attention to all the details and all the colors and everything. So, you know, I feel like it's like just just be having that artist nature and approaching things like, you know, like projects, and like, you know, music and something like, you know, just like the lyrics, how you want the artwork, how you want, you know, how you want the uh, songs to be structured, how you want it to sound. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that vision, to me at least, like it already comes in my head, you know, when I listen to the beats or when I when I listen to a, a group of beats, I start getting ideas. And then I start like really like thinking like, uh, you know, what's gonna be the bigger picture here, you know? So that's how I approach it. You know, I approach it as a, as an artist would, you know what I'm saying? If they were to, you know, as an artist would seeing a blank canvas and, you know, having all these ideas come into fruition and, and having these solid foundations that you want to get started on. Um, man, like, and to keep the balance, like I said, it's, it's, it's kind of like second nature almost, but like, I try not to overthink it. Like once I start feeling like I'm getting like exhausted or getting almost there, I take a, take a break and take a pause and like kind of absorb everything that's going on in my present life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and to, you know, cause you never know where you might find inspiration sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely correct. Like you spoke a lot that I could relate to because there are times when, you know, you got to capture the creativity, uh, you know, strike the, strike the iron while it's hot, get out as yeah. much as you can. And, there's also though like kind of that mindset of um i don't know it's like i can't go too long without making music there are times when i step away from it i might get into like i don't know um maybe gaming or you know playing basketball or something you know just yeah. to kind of get my mind on something else and um you know, then I come back with a fresh mind and I'm able to to push through it. And, you know, we're all human. There are times, of course, when you get like beat block or writer's block, you know, if you're an artist as well, that's the, that's a very tough thing as well. Cause I can remember myself like back then recording songs and just writing, writing verses that I was not comfortable with. And then I end up going back after I hear it. And I'm like, man, I don't like this. I write a better verse. And yeah. you know, so, uh, <laughs> so, you know, there, there's definitely two sides to it. But um, you, you talked a little bit about a uh, pen flow to chemist. Um, mm -hmm. Now, do you like going through some of your music? Do you have as far as like an established relationship with, for example, um, where you, you work directly with an artist on maybe their production um, kind of being their go-to producer or do you kind of like 
you know, you want to kind of build that relationship with multiple artists as far as being able to get your brand out there and being able to produce for other artists. Like basically how do you operate in terms of um, how you work with other artists? Uh, first, first I got to check out, you know, their work, you know what I'm saying? And, and see how dedicated they are, you know, uh, I've definitely worked with like, you know, people in the beginning where, um, you know, they, they talk a good game, but you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they never like, you know, kind of like, you know, what kind of wasting time, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so like, I, I always be careful, be careful with, with, uh, you know, how I approach other artists, you know what I'm saying? Especially if I like, you know, I really liking their sound and, you know, see where their hearts is, heart is at, you know what I'm saying? Like I've definitely had a, one time, you know, I have a story like a producer from like, you know, from France or whatever, yeah. hit me up, you know, talking about working on a project, blah, blah, blah. And he had some good beats, you know, and I rapped to a few of them, but then like, you know, he started, hit, he stopped hitting me up and, you know, kind of went nowhere. And I was like, man, so I just like, yeah. you know, I got all hyped and everything for no reason. So like now I'm like, after that, like I've just became way more careful how, who, like, you know, who I work with. And, you know, like I said, like where the heart, heart is at, you know, like, uh, you know, recently I started working with this one cat named uh, Tails Prince, shout out to him. And uh, dude's young and he's hungry, man. The way he raps, man, like, you know, his heart's definitely in it. Yeah, he got his own studio too. So like, that's another thing I look for, man. Like, if somebody got their own studio at home, that shows me that they invested and took the time to really put that all together, you know. Yeah. So that that means to me that you know they ain't messing around either, you know. Yeah. So like that was a big old you know green flag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like you know, um, I just gotta see like you know for one like you know I, I want to see how good the sound is, and if there's always room for improvement. You know, um, you know, I, I always like, you know, share ideas or share the knowledge I have, even though I'm still learning, too. But like, you know, uh, we all start somewhere. And when I was coming up, nobody really taught me or Penflow because, you know, me and him have been doing this for a minute since high school. So no one really taught us like how to establish our sound or none of that, man. We just learned from watching others. And, you know, and, uh, you know, once we got to a point where we could actually like teach people something. I've never missed the opportunity to teach anything, man. Like I, I want, I want to be able to spread that knowledge to anyone who's willing to ask, anyone who's willing to like, kind of like, you know, apply that to their own, to their own careers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You spoke on some, uh, that I wholeheartedly agree on. And the one thing is, um, first, if they have their, their own home studio for one, you know, being able to work, cause I like to be able to, you know, send tracks back and forth. I mean, send a pet to an artist and, you know, see what they like. And yeah. I remember there was one uh, artist I was working with, what, two years ago, actually, we dropped this EP kind of right around this time, uh, Smokey Johnson. Shout out to Smokey, artist based out of Dallas. And uh, I would send him tracks that I did. I would also refer him kind of to my website so you can listen to more because I got a lot of beats on there as well. Yeah. Um, and we did the EP pretty much in about a month, you know, just sending tracks back and forth opposed to like, you know, if you're sending tracks to maybe somebody that don't have um, a home studio and it's nothing wrong again, but no. like you just got to kind of like, 
you may have to wait a little longer because they have to end up going to find a studio first of all. They gotta, of course, pay for their recording. And you yeah. know, much much respect to artists that do do that too. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, no problem, no you doubt. Know, <laughs> you know, uh, that that shows that you're invested. But let, yeah, same thing. I kind of look for also like that work ethic because if you're putting out like I don't know a track or even a album every two three years. You know, now with this technology, you got the ability. I've seen artists do albums every month, like for a whole year, and yeah, artists, yeah. you know, every other month. So that's also something I look for, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of where sometimes I may reach out to somebody and, and see if they want to maybe collab on a track. They can uh, rap over something that I did, or you know, even like Rook One, for example. Uh, he reached out to me as a as a producer reaching out to an artist and uh we recorded a single um on my last album um out of place and you know from there we were, we were working on some other stuff too but um you know i kind of like what he was doing he kind of like what i was doing and you know the rest was history so yeah i wholeheartedly agree with you on that what do you use to uh produce your, your beats on uh What's it called? Uh, we use uh, uh, FL Studio. Okay. We right. uh, I also do like the mixing, you know, with the vocals, you know what I'm saying? And Penflo, he does like the mixing with his beats, like the snares and all that. So like we do the mix sounds and everything on uh, all the production on uh, FL Studio. Okay. Uh, we've been using that for, for a long time. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing, you know, that that's kind of cool because a lot of guys they may spread themselves thin in a lot of different apps and, you know, they don't really master one. And, you know, I use a couple of different apps, but like machine is kind of like my backbone as far as what I've yeah. been producing with for the last 10 years. But uh, yeah, man, I got to check out FL. Um, I used, there's an iPad version of FL that I checked out and oh, I liked okay. it on there. So I want to try it on my, my computer, you know, yeah, at some man. point. It's it's definitely a very like uh, it's a really dope program. Like all the stock, even like all the stock plugins and stuff they have in there, like it's pretty solid, man. Like uh, you know, like the equalizers and you know what I'm saying, like all that all that crazy stuff they got on there is pretty good. Like it's, we've been using that for years, man. And um, you know, uh, you know, every, every time they come out with a new update, man, they seem to be up, updating the program a lot. Like never been disappointed with FL Studio, you know, yeah. and. Um, and yeah, man, you know, I mean, I've, I've used other, play, like, we use Pro Tools a little bit, uh, you know, we're experimenting with that. And uh, when I was going to school um, for uh, broadcasting, we were using uh, Adobe Audition, you know, okay. and they all kind of have the same formula, but they operate, like, you know, they still have their different ways of doing yeah. things. But for me, FL, man, like, you know, I've known that program since I was like 15, man, I'm 30 now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's just something that I, we like, you know, we pretty much kind of like mastered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You've always done like, uh, in terms of like your, your sound, have you always done like a lot of that old school hip hop vibes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we always done that boom bap style because that's the stuff that, you know, um, like me, me and my man's like, we, we came up with man, like, uh, a lot of underground like hip hop really influenced us like you know like cannibal ox uh, you know mortal technique black star you know what i'm saying company yeah, flow yeah. juggernauts you know what i'm saying like yeah. oh, jedi mind tricks you know what i'm saying yeah. like we were listening to all that you know and uh you know we were kind of like the only ones in school listening to that at the time because yeah. it was like what 2006 everybody wanted to listen to like cash money 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to do the lean with it, rock with it. While they were doing all that, like me, like me and my boy, we were listening to the classics and like, you know, underground stuff too, you know? Yeah. So like when we started making music, that's what our approach was. And we used to get clowned for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and bro. now it's crazy because now like lo-fi hip hop and, and, uh, and like Griselda came out and now everybody wants to do hip boom bap hip hop. Like, man, come on now. Man. <laughs> man, true. So true story. I'm a, uh... I'm I'm a little old. I'm 40. So um I grew up actually in Lafayette, Louisiana in the late 90s. And um a lot of what I listened to, like what you got behind you there, uh Wu Tang, uh 36 yeah. Chambers, and then uh their uh double album, Wu Tang Forever. Oh um, yeah, that was time I was on a lot of like Black Star, Mostaf, uh Black on Both Sides, uh mm. Quali. Yeah, um, yeah. Man, you know, the list goes on. And I can remember just being in high school and it was like, man, this dude is weird. Like he's right, all this other shit. And like we from Louisiana, we have cash money that's hot right now. Cause at that time, uh bling bling was kind of hot. And then uh even before that, like before Juvie released 400 degrees, like nationwide, he did that just in Louisiana, like locally. And then yeah. when he got their deal with uh Universal, that's when he went nationwide. But yeah. like um, yeah, man, I used to I used to like those uh boom bad vibes and yeah, people used to talk about me and stuff, and you know, now you know, you're absolutely right. A lot of people like that type of music now. So yeah, you know. I mean, and, and no disrespect to that sound either. Like you know, what yeah. I'm saying to none of that. Like you know, obviously, like that's part of hip hop. You know, what I'm saying like in so many ways still. Um, you know, but like as far as the boom bap sound, man, like people thought that was played out. You know, yeah. people thought that was like, you know, we were always comp like, oh, you guys are West Coast rappers, or oh, you guys sound like East Coast rappers. I'm like. We're doing hip hop, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're from Chicago, bro. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing also, like, you kind of look at the game back then and you know, you talk about all these different sounds everybody had. Yeah. You know, that boom bap East Coast sound. Yeah, that down south uh cash money. I'll even throw no limit in there. Yeah, these yeah. bars out in Atlanta doing that thing. Yeah, these cats on the West Coast doing that thing. But now like you look fast forward now, you got an artist like Currency from New Orleans who worked with Alchemist who produced a lot of like uh, boom bap or, you know, old school yeah. East Coast type vibes. So I think now the game is kind of spread out across the country because you got like a lot of East Coast rappers rapping over down South stuff and, you know, same thing, West Coast beats. So I think, you know, like a lot more of the artists are more diverse now in a way that they, you know, I think a lot of people have a variety of sounds and maybe going through different producers because I know like me, I like a lot of like what you do, for example. And I also like a lot of West Coast beats, even off from the side. I mean, I can make trap beats all day, you know, that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. but, you know, I just uh, I like to do what I feel I do best. So I kind of stick to that. I mean, hey, you know, uh, you know, what I'm saying like we all we all gotta like stick to what we know, you know, saying no well and stuff, you know, like our like our sound, you know. Uh it's like, you know, like I always put it I always I always like 
compared to cooking, you know? Everybody got their own recipe. Everybody got their own secret ingredients, man. You know what I'm saying? And we just stick to what we know if it works, you know? And so yeah. far, it's been working pretty good, you know? <laughs> That's it, man. And, uh, you know, you, you're going to, what I always say, too, you're going to attract, like, your own group of people that like that sound. Like, not everybody is going to, you know, not everybody's going to rock with you. So, you know, that that's that's the truth. I mean, I got friends that, you know, we're friends, but they don't really, we don't really vibe in terms of music. But I also got a lot of people that I don't know that kind of gravitate towards what I do. So, you know, you're going to find your target market no matter what. Yeah, of course, man. So I'm looking here, um, HGS, that's going to be the new project that you're coming out with. Correct. Yes, when does that drop? Uh, that drop that drops in uh, March 25th. Uh, what's it called? Bandcamp, and then like later on, like around April, it should be dropping on all streaming platforms. Okay. All right. Tell us a little bit about some of like uh, the inspirations behind creating that album. Man, it was kind of like uh, you know, it took us a minute. Well, it took Farouk a minute to like get me to rap on his beats, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I've been busy and I was like, you know, at the time I was going through a lot of, you know, crazy things in my personal life. Um, but like, you know, every now and then he sent me a beat and I'm like, oh man, I really like it and I write to it. And then it takes me a while to record it, but like I ended up recording it. And then like, uh, you know, we had no, he wanted to drop a project originally, but I like, I didn't know where it was going. So I'm like, you know, I didn't know where it like, I, I, I myself wasn't like, uh, like having my mindset on dropping a, a full length, you know, not a full, but you know, like an EP. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm just going to keep making these, uh, I'm just going to keep rapping over his, his beats and, and like, we'll see what we come up with, you know? And then, um, what's it called? Like, it was like this year, I think I, uh, uh, I rapped over some more stuff and he was like really pushing, like, come on, man, we gotta, we gotta do this. I'm like, all right, you know? what's it called like uh we were uh he was he was looking through like uh cover art you know of uh you know for the for the project and and what's it called like there was this one picture i wanted to do and uh, i feel like the artwork kind of inspired me more to like really finish this you know and uh you know each song has his own story man honestly uh like interview music you know, uh, I don't know if you heard it yet. Like, you know, I wrote this one day while out while it was raining, walking around. No, one I wrote this one day while I was chilling, walked around the downtown streets while it was raining. That was a true story, bro. Like, I was listening to that beat in my headphones, typing my rhymes, walking around the streets in downtown while it was raining. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and uh, what's it called? Because, you know, at the time, I, you know, like I said, I was going through some stuff, and, and, and you know, that, that was like my only outlet at the time. And, um, you know, uh, like, like, I don't know, man, when I listen to those songs, I, I kind of remember those times like, oh, shit, you know, like I, I went through that, you know, like it, it kind of uh, takes me back a little bit, but also like makes me helps me like, you know, focus on the future because not only, um, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, not only I rapped on the beats and stuff, I, I mixed and I mastered them. So like my engineering skills kind of went into play for that one. And, you know, I, like, I wasn't disappointed. Farouk wasn't disappointed. You know, we were both pretty satisfied with the way it sonically it sounds and how it sounds, like, obviously, you know, with the, the content in it. And, um, and yeah, man, like, it just came together, really. Like, it was, yeah. like, I had no plan releasing anything this year. 
besides my life from the loop album which is right now kind of on a halt because like you know my producer's going through some things pen flow to chemist so like you know shout out to him um so we're kind of on a halt right now but uh i, I wasn't planning on releasing anything this year but then I was like, I didn't realize how many songs we had for this. And I'm like, man, just put it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so it's like, that's dope, man. It's dope, you know. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain it. Like, we never like, we never sat down in the same studio, in the same room together for, for a long time. But, like, we still kept tabs on each other. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, hit each other up. And, like, oh, it was good. How you been? You know, or, like, sharing ideas for, like, you know, the next song or whatever. Or, like, how, how I want certain things to sound. But it, it ended up working pretty well, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of the same, man. Like, uh, we never spent time in a lab either, like me and uh, Rook One. And, yeah. uh, like, I don't know, you just, you would think we had kind of based on the, just the vibe that we have in terms of creating music and, you know, just oh. some of the ideas we exchanged. And, uh, yeah, like, it all started from that first track I was telling you about on my previous album. And then, uh, like we're working on something now that, you know, it's almost done. I'm, I'm actually at the tail end of that and we're going to do a show about that. So y'all stay tuned. I'm not going to go too much in depth because I, yeah. I want us to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, but, sure. you know, uh, kind of the same thing. Cause I just dropped, like I dropped my album actually just in November of last year. And uh, I started because he had reached out to me like right after Christmas and then uh, sent me some beats and I just started vibing from there. And uh, right now it's at about seven tracks. Actually, I'm going to record an eighth track, too. And uh, we're going to get that out there. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. Anything else you got on deck as far as uh, your own projects for like 2022 or? Well, um. I, we are, like, me and Penfler are working on our second full-length album, uh, Live from the Loop, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're already, like, halfway done, almost. I, I got to get, like, maybe, like, a feature to win. Um, but then we're going to uh, work on the second half, because, like, because I want to drop this on a vinyl, you know? Like, I don't yeah. know if uh, you know that my other projects I dropped on vinyl. So uh, my Red Line, when I dropped my Red Line album, people liked it. But like the uh, like the second half kind of threw people off a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't as entertaining as the first half, and and you know like you know what I'm saying it's my first full length album, you know like I live and learn, and then um you know for uh for this one I want to approach it like as if I were dropping two different albums, you know what I'm saying? Like the first half will be one, and the second half will be another, you know what I'm saying? And like I like I'm really like putting many uh, a lot of deep thought into the to, to the B side of the record because like I want the whole thing to be like one you know like a packed punch you know what I'm saying yeah but yeah so like uh, for now like um you know like I I want to drive I want to drop life from the loop hopefully later this year or maybe early next but as far as after HGS I don't know I, I don't ha I don't really have anything else planned you know what I'm okay. saying uh. Besides maybe like a featured stuff that I'm featured in here and there, you know? Yeah. But other than that, man, you know, um, besides HDS and Life from the Loop, those are the two projects that are like, you know, that are I got my head in right now. Okay. Okay. One thing, I, man, I like, you know, just overall from you, and I always, when I have a guest that that is set up similarly, um, I always like to ask their thoughts. But when I 
see all of your content because I kind of checked out your page, checked out your uh, link tree in there. And I just yeah. like how, you know, you're active on social media. You got another platform on YouTube. And I feel that it's very important to any artist or producer in 2022, um, especially like kind of right now because we're coming off of this pandemic and you got, you know, depending on where you live, some things might be a little bit more open than other places. Yeah. And, social media and all these platforms give ourselves uh, give us as creators a way to get our work out there so how important is it that you know you as a creator be active on social media it's to it's to really like uh, stay in touch with like people who are like you know dedicated fans of yours you know because like i may not have many but i do have like a very handful of dedicated fans who are always constantly like you know wondering what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Wondering what's going to happen next, you know? And I, and, and I personally, I love Instagram, you know, even if I yeah. wasn't an artist, like I still have Instagram because like, I just like the other stuff. People like I follow other creators too. And, um, photographers, painters, you know what I'm saying? Like a whole bunch of other different types of artists and like I'm entertained. I'm inspired by all of that, you know? And, uh, and what's it called? Like, uh, I feel like, yeah, like it's important to keep in touch with your fans, like organically, not just have somebody running your page or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I ever get to that point where it's just like overwhelming and I need to have fire somebody for some for something like that. But it's like, you know, as long as I can do it, I'm gonna do it, you know, like and, and stuff that people can relate to, man. Like, you know, like uh, if I were to post a story about grilling or something, like, you know, it's, weather's nice, you know, people are grilling now, you know, where I post a story of me bumping my, my own records or other people's records, you know what I'm saying, on my on my techniques right here. <laughs> and, you know, that's entertaining. People like seeing that, you know, because it's, well, I'm trying to reach, like, I'm trying to reach, like, other audio enthusiasts, really, you know what I'm saying, because uh, I feel like they'll, they'll enjoy, like, the art, the artwork, the art form, that we that we do you know what i'm saying as far as you know putting merch out and stuff but yeah man um i feel like uh you know keeping keeping tabs on your fans is really important so they can keep tabs on you so they'll be anticipating you know whatever you're gonna whatever you're gonna drop next yeah yeah i think like if you it's several different angles but like if you don't put out any of the the music that you create or you know some people like i like to also show the process i may do like one beat making video a week and then uh just to kind of like get some of the followers engaged and you know just get get some of them talking and also with that kind of being said like what happens is a lot of times you may end up networking with other people kind of like me and you met, we met through group one. And then, um, you know, I feel like what you do, I, I had a guest that came on and he was just talking about like, imagine yourself being a store and, you know, if you're not posting what you do, then people going to think you're closed, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, people exactly. gonna think you're, uh, you, you have any product. And I feel like, you know, whether it's people online or, some people that know me personally, like out here in Dallas, uh, they they may talk to me when they see me. Hey, hey, Dot, when your next video coming out? When your next album coming out? And yeah. for me, that that kind of makes me stay on my p's and q's in terms of, oh, well, I got to create something for for them to listen to, and you know, yeah. not, not just also for you know for the hell of creating, but um, 
you know, giving people that support you a reason to support you because they're, they're there for a reason. So um, I want to let them know that, you know, I appreciate everything and what they do. So, yeah, of course, man. Man. Um, now, one thing I also wanted to uh, talk about, like, you know, kind of going back to your HDS project is uh, the you, you talked a little bit about it, but, you know, the album art, for example, um, you did that cover yourself. Uh, well, uh, my homegirl, shout out to Jasmine at JF Jazz on Instagram. Uh, what's it called? Um, she took the picture, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, actually, like that day, we took a whole bunch of pictures. Like a couple of those ended up being like, you know, the front and back art for Live from the Loop for my next album. Mm-hmm. So like she took so many good pictures and like some of them could actually be used for like, you know, um, you know what I'm saying, for cover art. So I chose that one. Because it looks great. Like she took it, she took that picture through a glass. Okay. That looked all messed up and you know, like, you know, yeah. grimy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and you know, me leaning back, you know what I'm saying? And, and I love that shot, you know, even though like you don't see me like all focused, but you can see like you can see me though, like, you know, and you see like the city background, because we were in downtown when we did that. And uh and yeah, man, like I had the idea for it and you know what I'm saying, and I put the little HDS in the on the bottom corner and yeah. boom, like see my, like, you know, the, the way I approach artwork, man, I don't want too much going on, you know? Cause I see yeah. like, I use, like I see people designing their own mixtapes with like uh, the yellow tape, you know, all over the place, oh, yeah. looking all crazy, like, man, like look like somebody slapped a whole bunch of stuff together and boom, <laughs> here's your, here's your uh, cover art. I, I like me, I like to keep it simple, man, you know? And, and I feel like the, the ones with the most simple cover art is like, the best albums you know what i'm saying like um like prince like his the black album for him it was just a black cover art <laughs> like it was yeah, nothing yeah. On it. and to me that was like pretty dope you know or you know it was like the wu-tang you know what i'm saying like uh, 36 chambers cover like they're all they're all pretty dope covers man and, and it's like it's complex but yet it's simple you know yeah nothing crazy going on and it's real man like you know i'm I'm not I'm not in front of the city, you know, on the green screen. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm actually in downtown. Where I'm, yeah. you know, on my Red Line Journals album. I'm actually waiting on the train. There was no Photoshop, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, man. Like you know, like I just like from my co- the way I approach my cover arts, man. Like I want to, you know, what I'm saying I want I want the message to come out there and clear as possible. As yeah. Simple as possible. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh... Number one, like, it's also one of my passions personally, like photography. So um, I just like the griminess of that shot. And um, also, like, I'm just a fan of overall, like, uh, artwork, album artwork, should I say, because whether it's really good shots or also um, I've gotten into, like, there are some of my album covers I, I, for example, created in the iPad app called Procreate, which is kind of like a drawing app. And uh, I've seen other people use that app as well. Um, but, yeah, like, I, opposed to more of the Photoshop, you know, me uh, in a in the middle of uh, our with somebody maybe with a whole wall of money behind them or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, some of that unrealistic stuff. Uh, I, I just like, you know, yours was very simple and I like the, just the other elements of like, 
we can get to, to some photography talk, but like there's other elements in terms of how you talked about how she used that glass and just yeah. the way you were actually offset to the side rule of thirds and you know, the whole nine. And I just think it's creative and I just like to see other people's uh, album art. And personally, I also like to kind of mix it up myself between like that type of uh, iPad album art versus taking real pictures. In fact, the project I'm doing now, I'm actually going to do a shoot tomorrow. Well, I'm going to do a shoot in the next couple of days, uh, possibly for the album cover. So we're going to see uh, what that's going to look like. I, I just kind of like to get from a different place. Um, where can people find you online and some of your projects at? Uh, you can find my projects on Bandcamp, you know, um, and like, you know, you, you can obviously find my projects on all, all streaming platforms. But like, you know, if you really tr- like I, I say that for everyone, like if you really want to truly support an artist, hit up their band camp and buy a CD, buy a keychain, whatever they got you know, for sale, buy it, you know, because then that, yeah. that helps. You know, even if I get ten dollars, man, that's you know, what I'm saying like that to me, that inspires me because somebody went out the way and spent ten dollars on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, find my stuff on Bandcamp. Uh, uh, you can find me on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm on Instagram active all the time, you know? Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm not really on Twitter like that, but I'm on Twitter at Zeke the Prophet. Um, Facebook, you can find me at Zeke the Prophet. You know, like I said, YouTube and all streaming platforms, you can find me on there. And my work too, you know? I also got a SoundCloud and it's filled with songs that like, you know, I kind of mess around, like nothing crazy. Yeah, you know, I was just like yeah. a little messing around here and there. Yeah, man. I, uh, I actually just got back active on Bandcamp. So, you know, you're definitely right. It's another avenue to get your music on. And it really, it was really actually a lot of past guests that have came on the show that have mentioned they, they use Bandcamp. And I've had Bandcamp for years, probably going back maybe 10, 11 years or so. But yeah. like, um, there was one time when I got more on the kind of major streaming platform uh, section and I kind of let my band camp go, but I'm, I'm constantly updating and adding some of my projects. So, you know, producers and artists don't sleep on adding your music to band camp. In fact, you can make a lot more on band camp. Um, yeah. just like Zeke was saying. So, you know, definitely. Um, you can find me on Instagram at d.majormusic as well as on YouTube d.majormusic we usually upload new interviews from producers and artists on Fridays. So definitely look out for this interview and more uh, coming soon. And uh, you could also listen on all podcast streaming platforms as well. Um, and, you know, I appreciate everybody that's tuned in so far. Uh, we're probably what five shows into season three. So have much more to come. And uh, until next time, she bought D dot along with Ezekiel, the prophet, and we are out.